Welcome back. This is Sam. And this is Corrine, and we are two Onk Dogs. This week's episode, we're going to be focusing on a bleeding disorder, Von Willebrand's disease, and we're going to go over all of the important details on the diagnosis and the types of Von Willebrand's disease, as well as the treatment. And so something we were just talking about is by no means am I a benign hematologist, but I do know enough about Von Willebrand's and we will cover all of the high yield stuff. So you guys will ace these questions on your ITs, your boards, and also be able to figure out what you do when you get that consult called at Friday at 4 p.m. Yeah, until Hemoc Fellowship, I had no idea there were so many subtypes of Von Willebrands. Um, but this is definitely a very high yield for heme boards, ITEs, consult services. So Sam, where along the coagulation system does Von Willebrand affect? Yeah, I agree. This is, again, this is a high yield topic. These are easy questions that you guys can get right with a little bit of studying and little fun mnemonics that I have. And so Von Willebrand's disease affects platelet adhesion. This results in various degrees of bleeding, and it usually is diagnosed after a procedure. So someone will get their tonsils out, um, and they'll have excessive bleeding, and then hematology will get called. An important thing to note is Von Willebrand disease. This is genetic diseases, and most of them are passed down automatically dominantly. Um, so you will see that strong family pedigree when you start asking about family history of bleeding. And the exception are two types, type 2N, which we'll go into, and type 3. And those are passed down autosomal recessive. I remember those two differently because those two also have more bleeding tendencies. So they're passed down autosomal recessively, thankfully, but they also have more bleeding variations than all the other von Willebrand subtypes. Yeah, absolutely. And so what is Von Willebrand? I don't know if it's Von Willebrand or Von Willebrand, but we'll just say it how we want. And what is Von Willebrand? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So von Willebrand factor is a glycoprotein and it is crucial to the primary hemostasis through platelet and subendothelial collagen adhesion. So again, this is platelet subendothelial adhesion. Von Willebrand factor is encoded on chromosome 12 because again, the hematology boards loves to ask those nitty gritty things. So remember chromosome 12 if you can. And von Willebrand factor is synthesized in our endothelial cells. And some of it is made in megakaryocytes, but really the endothelial Endothelial cells is what we're thinking about. And pro von Willebrand factor is secreted in large multimers, and those are cleaved into the mature active von Willebrand factor. And that's also important to know about because we do check these multimers, and we'll talk about that in the diagnosis. Yes. And so, what is the basic testing to send off if we suspect von Willebrand disease? So something that should already be tested before we get called, but if not, we usually send this in our primary bleeding workup. And so that is the PT and the PTTT. Um, And so the PT will be normal in von Willebrand's disease, but the PTT will be elevated in all of these conditions. Then we drop down into the von Willebrand panel, which consists of von Willebrand factor antigen, von Willebrand factor ristocetin cofactor, and this is the activity. This tests the platelet aggregation of fixed platelets with patient's plasma and an antibiotic ristocetin that causes thrombocytopenia. We check the factor eight activity. Um, This is the same testing that we check for hemophilia A because von Willebrand factor protects factor eight and increases that half-life. So they do kind of go hand in hand. Another test that we send off for is the ristocetin induced platelet aggregation or the RIPA, R-I-P-A test. And lastly, we sent off the multimere analysis, which is done by electrophoresis. 
Yeah. So there's so many tests and these are great basics. So let's dive into the bulk of the episode. What are the different types of von Willebrand and how do you tell them apart? This is where we start to have fun. Um, So there are three major types of von Willebrand's disease that we'll cover today. Types one and three, so the odd numbers, those are quantitative issues. So that is not having enough von Willebrand factor. And there are four different types of type two von Willebrand's, and those are qualitative issues. So you have von Willebrand factor, but there is something inherently wrong with them. They're not behaving like they should. And so start us off with the quantitative von Willebrand. What are those types? So the first one is type one. And so this is the most common bleeding disorder. And this affects 1% of the population. Again, passed down autosomal dominantly. And the issue in type one von Willebrand's is partial deficiency of von Willebrand factor. The labs that we sent off for, the results for type one are going to have a factor eight um, is low. The von Willebrand brand factor antigen is low, the risicetin cofactor is low, and the RIPA is low or normal. These patients can present with mild to moderate bleeding, usually provoked by some kind of a procedure. And of note, there is a subtype, and it's called type 1C, and this has increased clearance. So think of C as clearance of the von Willebrand factor antigen. And so this can, you can see it actually after you administer DDAVP, which we'll talk about later in this episode. And initially what you'll see is a rapid increase of von Willebrand factor because it's released from those endothelial cells and then a rapid decrease or clearance of the von Willebrand factor within four hours. The second um, quantitative uh, von Willebrand's disease is type three. And this is very different than type one in that there is a near complete deficiency of von Willebrand factor. So essentially no von Willebrand factor. The last will show factor eight as being very low. The von Willebrand factor antigen is also very low. The risicetin cofactor, very low. And the RIPA is very low. I think I stressed that pattern pretty well. And so these patients present with more bleeding. It's moderate to severe bleeding, again, mostly provoked by procedures. And so type one and three, again, we have a little deficiency of von Willebrand's versus near complete deficiency and more bleeding with type three. Yes. So yeah, remember the one and three with those quantitative defects. And so now let's go over the type two von Willebrand types, which are the qualitative defects. I remember the first time that I found out there was four types of type two von Willebrand's and I thought, how am I ever going to remember these and remember the differences between them? And so when I go through each of them, I have silly little tidbits on how I remember them. Hopefully they help someone else. And so the first one we'll go into is type 2A. And the lab values for this are going to have factor 8 is low. The von uh, von Willebrand factor antigen is low. The ristocosetin is very low. And the RIPA is very low. What you can see, and so the way we delineate the type 2s is really that multimere analysis. And what you will see in 2A are the large and intermediate size multimeres are absent. I remember type 2A by thinking of a type A person who is folding the multimeres, and they are folding them so perfect. They are small, compact, and tight, so you will not have any larger intermediate size multimeres left. So hopefully that helps you guys. The second type we'll talk about is type 2B. 
And this is when there is a tight bonding between von Willebrand's and the platelets. The lab values that you'll see, factor eight will be low, the von Willebrand antigen low, the risiconcetin very low. And this one is different. The RIPA is high. And so the large multimeres are uh, absent, and there is a hypersensitivity to RIPA. And so this causes thrombocytopenia from the excessive binding of the von Willebrand factor to those platelets. So in type B, you need to know that there is a high RIPA and it results in thrombocytopenia because of that tight binding between the von Willebrand and the platelets. I remember type B as in B is biting up the platelets. And so you see that thrombocytopenia as well. Given that there is such a tight binding, type 2B, you never want to give DDAVP because DDAVP, and we'll talk about it, releases more von Willebrand's into the system. And so therefore you're going to cause worsening of the thrombocytopenia. You're really exasperating that bleeding um, issue. And so B, I remember by biting the platelets up. The next one that we'll talk about is type 2N. And so the issue is here is actually having a low affinity for factor 8. And so the factor 8 is going to be very low, whereas the antigen, the ristocytin cofactor, and the report are all normal. And so the von Willebrand factor plus factor 8 binding test diagnoses this type of von Willebrand's. On a test, this is going to look exactly like hemophilia A, because what you're doing is you're clearing the factor eight along with the von Willebrand factor. What they are going to give you on the boards to delineate hemophilia A from this is that it's going to be a female, because unlike hemophilia A, um, type two von Willebrand's is not X-linked inherited. And so just, I remember this by 2N is non-male. So N is non-male hemophilia. Um, hopefully that will help you guys. And the last one, I kind of use it as rule everything else out, um, but that is type 2M von Willebrand's disease. This is very rare. They have variable bleeding patterns, but what you see is a pronounced decrease in the von Willebrand factor activity, but all of the multimeres are present. And so unlike type 2A, where you do not have the large and intermediate multimeres, in type 2M, you have all of your multimeres. So I remember type 2M, M is multimeres being normal. I love all your mnemonics. <laughs> I had last year, so I'm definitely never going to forget it now. So type 2A are those type A personalities holding those multimeres very small and compact. B is biting up the platelets, so you'll have thrombocytopenia. N is that non-male hemophilia. And M has multimers, which are normal. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love these. So tell us, how do we treat von Willebrand? Yep. So when you have a mild quantitative issue, and that's the problem, desmopressin or DDAVP is the treatment. And the way that this works is that it releases more von Willebrand factor and factor eight transiently. This can be used in mild to moderate type one, again, where you just got to push out some more von Willebrand factor. And in some mild type two A's, you just push out more von Willebrand's for them. DDAVP is dosed IV or intranasally. And some of the important side effects that we should know about, and they also like to test on, are hypotension, flushing, hyponatremia from SIADH, seizures, and tachyphylaxis with repeated dosing. In mild cases of type 1, you can also use antifibrinolytics, which includes transexamic acid or amicaproic acid. 
when the major quantity and all quality issues, oh, so when there is major um, quantity and quality issues, you need to replace the Von Willebrand factor completely. And so these are our type twos. You obviously don't want to release, you know, non-functioning von Willebrand into the system. So instead we replace it. And so what we can use is intermediate purity factors such as Humate P, which has a little bit of factor eight in it, and also the von Willebrand factor or recombinant von Willebrand factor, which doesn't have factor eight in it at all. The doses on these products are based on which product you're using, as well as the indication. So that could be mild versus moderate versus major surgeries. And also never forget about the bypassing agent with recombinant factor seven. And so this is something that if you are in dire need and you don't know what type of von Willebrand, you know, type two they have and the records aren't coming and this person is bleeding you give them factor seven, you bypass it, you stop their bleeding and you get the answers later. So don't forget about that in the real world. Also don't forget about it on tests. Yeah. So important. And lastly, are there causes for acquired von Willebrand disease, which we should know for the boards? Most definitely. And so acquired von Willebrand diseases can occur from many triggers. They can be lymphoproliferative disorders. They can be plasma cell disorders. Solid tumors can do it. Autoimmune conditions can cause acquired von Willebrands. The one that they usually test on is hypothyroidism. Medications can do it. And another very testable one is aortic stenosis um, or LVADs or being on... Um, being on ECMO. So that kind of tears up and shreds leading to an acquired von Willebrand's disease. Yeah. These, these acquired von Willebrand disease come up often on both questions and when being pimped on hematology consults. Um, so what are our key takeaways of this wonderful overview? Yeah. So for von Willebrand's disease, I think the most important thing, send off that full panel. The first thing that should trigger this thought process is the PTT, also the family history, because again, a lot of them are autosomal dominant, so they will have a prominent family history. Once you think you have von Willebrand's and you have those tests, the big things to remember is type one and three are quantitative deficiencies in von Willebrand factor, type three being more severe than type one. And type 2 von Willebrand disease is a qualitative issue with, of the von Willebrand factor. And breaking those down again, type 2A, those, that is the type A personality, so they are missing their large multimeres. Type 2B, which has the RIPA, um, which is very highly sensitive, leading to thrombocytopenia. And you never give DDAVP to type 2B. Type 2N has that decreased von Willebrand factor binding to the factor 8. So that is our pseudohemophilia A type picture. Type 2M is decreased von Willebrand factor activity, but normal multimeres. And treat, treatment for von Willebrand diseases, if you have mild type 1, you use DDAVP to release more factor and factor 8 into the system. And to treat the majority of all von Willebrand disease other than type 1, um, you replace it, replace the von Willebrand factor itself, whether you use intermediate purity or recombinant von Willebrand factor. So that was such a great overview for such a highly testable area, which is very detailed. And so as always, thank you for listening. Good luck with your studying and please feel free to reach out to us with any corrections, comments on our Instagram or Twitter to OncDocs. Have a great week, guys, and happy studying. <laughs>